You're listening to the Crochet Conversations podcast with Ines and Mel, and this is episode 39 Quick Projects in Under a Month. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, guys. Happy Sunday. Don't mind my raspy voice. It's incredibly early this Sunday morning,、yeah. and we didn't manage to record this any earlier this week because it's been a crazy week. So you're just gonna have to listen to me with my raspy voice and Mel's not so raspy voice. Yep. Before we get into this episode, I just want to say a few words to some of our listeners. Um, you know, a couple days ago, we all woke up to the news of the war going on in Russia and Ukraine. And I know from our statistics that we do have some listeners from Russia and Ukraine. So, to those listening from that region, I'm really sorry this is happening. You know, it's I just I hope you and your family stay safe. And you know, it's not just people in Ukraine who are being displaced; they have no place to go. A lot of fathers and brothers and sons are being sent off to war in Russia too. So it's a lot of loved ones we've lost, on top of already losing them during、yeah. COVID. So we understand that this is a really difficult time, and our hearts are with you. And I'm not sure what else we can do from Singapore, but know that we're keeping you in our thoughts and our prayers, and we're gonna try to keep this episode as happy. And lively as possible, so that wherever you are, if you're still able to listen to this, maybe you know this half hour, one hour of this episode can give you some sort of escape. Just plug in and just close your eyes for a little while. I know it doesn't do much, but at least it's it's our hope that it's something. So again, stay safe and keeping you in our thoughts. Okay, that was heavy. So let's get into the episode this week. We've decided to come up with this topic that I wish I knew. When I first started crocheting, because if I search quick projects on YouTube or whatever, you know, they always show me projects that I can do in a day, right? Or、uh, like an hour. Yeah,、but、I see those to、uh, do this something in two hours. Yeah, but what about the one month long projects, <laughs> which is actually the kinds of projects that I prefer, because I think if it's one month, it really. It gives you something to sink your teeth in. Right. It's it's something. I feel like it lasts longer. I built something bigger. The sense of accomplishment is better. It's one month. It's not that long a time. It's not like I'm working on this whip for like three or four years. You know,、right. it's not like a temperature blanket that takes a whole year to make. So, we've decided to brainstorm a little bit for this episode and come up with a list of projects or type of projects that you can create. In under a month. Yeah, when I do try to search for you know like quick projects, it's either really、uh, quick one like two hours or more than like three four months. You know, on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, but you know, three four months, I you know that's like four whips a year, and you know I'm like a multi whip girl, so I can't do just、yeah. three or four projects. But okay, sorry. Before I move on to really the episode, I feel like I've got so many things to preface to this. I just want to send you guys so much love, because I I think recently you guys have been listening to the truth behind machine made crochet episode, the one we did about whether crochet can really be machine made or not, and I think what we accidentally did was highlight the fact that. 
crochet really comes with a heavy cost not just for you know sweatshops and stuff but also for us as makers it takes a lot of time and effort more so than people realize so I've been getting so many messages from you guys talking about how you really enjoyed that episode and how you're gonna send them to other people who question you at your crochet shop yeah you like know we shed some light on that aspect right yeah so I like somebody sent in a message saying it's either I send your you know your podcast episode or I go to jail for assault which I thought was hilarious <laughs> yeah. because I feel the exact same way when yeah. people say that to me so that inspired me that particular conversation inspired me to think about a future episode coming really soon uh, about the true cost of crochet so right, okay. we're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna like break down minimum wage <laughs> in Singapore in, okay. or, or at least in Singapore where we are the cost of materials and you know just put them together in a really nice number that people can see and understand yeah. how much it's really worth so stay tuned for that coming up but that won't be for another two or three more weeks because next week is Mel's birthday! Yes! So happy birthday in advance, Mel! So Mel's birthday falls on uh, Friday, I think? Yeah. This coming Friday, Friday, right? This coming Friday! So Saturday and then Sunday, that episode on Sunday, we're gonna have a, you know, X amount of facts about Mel, yeah, our I'm, co-founder. I bet everybody's looking forward to that, that episode. And she's been really stressing, guys, because when I did mine, yeah. I did like, what, 20 facts, I think? Yeah. It's harder than you think to come up with like yep, 20 now facts. You know. yeah. So she's been stressing about this. So if you're listening to this, go on to our Instagram and send her some birthday love. She's really old now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really old now, okay. Okay, and then, you know, like, prompt, send questions if you want to prompt if there's anything you want to know about Mel. Oh yeah, that would help a lot, actually. Yeah, our motorcycle riding, short hair, androgynous Mel, who wow. only just recently learned to crochet. Yeah, so, that's, that's like the summary of my life. So if you have any questions, send it to us on our Instagram. Uh, questions specifically for Mel you know like facts about her that you want to know maybe and I will spill the tea with Mel in the next episode (laughs) (laughs) look forward to that so okay I think we've done enough introduction let's really get into the episode now so one month long projects what kind of projects can you do and let me break down or define what one month is when I say one month because I want you thinking it's like 30 days of crochet straight Um, You could probably do that if you're doing like a crochet along, but this is not what we're referring to, okay? So in this episode, I'm going to exclude smaller things like, you know, like crop tops or bikini tops or like crochet bralettes because it's basically no fabric and you can do it in like two hours. (laughs) Or a day, right? Or a day, especially if you're much smaller size. If you're one of those really lucky ones that like size zero or one <laughs> or two or four or six or eight okay if you belong to any of those sizes you're really lucky and crochet is so cheap and so easy and quick for you so i'm not talking about all those that things that you can do really quickly and i'm also not talking about crochet alongs okay okay so these will be specific individual types of projects so i won't go into detail about the stitch and all that but i'll give you an overview of the same of like similar types of projects you could do that could potentially be done in under a month. 
So what I've done is I've broken it down to three different options like schedules or timetabling that you could do in another month because I think it's very important for us to present a more realistic side of crochet. Yeah. So when we say a month, what, re what we are referring to is either you crochet on the weekends <laughs> or you crochet on weekdays a little bit or you crochet just a tiny bit every single day. Okay. Because, you know, not everyone does crochet for a living. And even if they do, they it's like a side hustle. And a lot of us have day jobs. I mean, not us, but a lot of people have regular day jobs from 9 to 5 or whatever that doesn't allow them time to just sit and crochet for hours and hours on end. Yeah, crochet probably can only be done on your free time. Yeah, on your free time. So let's let me go through how we've broken it down. So let's talk about the weekend people. If you are the kind that only or want to only crochet on the weekends because you've got a busy weekday, let's assume you're working two hours on Saturday and two hours on Sunday. So it could be one hour in the morning, one hour in the evening, that's two hours on one day. Or you could be, you know, two hours, you sit down, watch a movie and crochet for those two hours, whatever, okay? So if it's two hours on Saturday, two hours on Sunday, that's four hours in one weekend. Yeah. And we multiply that by four weeks, okay, realistically, right? Because not every weekend you're doing it, right? Yeah. And in the months that have five weekends, let's just not even count that. So if you only crochet four hours a week and multiply that by four weekends, you get 16 hours. Okay. So I think 16 hours spread out throughout the week. Obviously, we're not saying you only crochet exclusively during that time on weekends, but, you know, spread out throughout the week. If you do like 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there, we're just saying like the bulk of the crochet is done during the weekends. Yeah. Then we have team weekdays. We're <laughs> going in teams now. Yeah. So we have team weekdays who don't want to crochet on the weekends because, you know, weekends is their, they prioritize their social life. So if you only crochet on weekdays, realistically, after work or after you put your kids to bed, maybe you only have about, say, half an hour minimum or whatever yeah. to crochet. Monday to Friday, that works out to about 10 hours a month because oh. it's, it's um, two and a half hours a week. Multiply that by four weeks. Okay. You get 10 hours a month. Okay. Okay. And then you get the final type of people, the final team, which is you don't mind crocheting every single day, just a little bit throughout the day as you walk past it. Maybe after lunch, you sit down and do half an hour. So this is half an hour, but for seven days a week. So every day, you're doing you do a, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of something, whatever you can squeeze your time in. So after some calculation, that works out to be about 14 hours of physical crochet time oh. per month. Okay. So I think on average, we're looking really at about between 10 to 16 hours. Obviously, these numbers are sort of like a ballpark figure. It's not like an exact number or anything. If certain weeks you want to do more, then obviously you accomplish more. Now we need to figure out what projects can be done between 10 to 16 hours. I like that you put it down in numbers like that because it's very easy for me to see and for me to understand that maybe a month long project will take you know a certain amount hours yeah. and it does sound very realistic you know based on your this scenarios that you have put out because I think you know sometimes when I speak to other makers and I say oh how long did you take to make this or maybe they ask me that then you know when I tell them oh about 10 hours and they go oh that's easy could be, I could do it in a day yeah it's, and I'm you know ma'am 
have you ever sat down to crochet 10 hours yeah, straight? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's not realistic, you know. Even if it's a shawl and theoretically, you could build it up really quickly. We're, realistically, we're not doing that, you know. Yeah. We've got kids, we've got family, we've got parents, yeah. we've got jobs, we've got, you know, and even for us, crochet is our job, right? Yeah. Crochet is our day job. But even then, we're busy doing other things. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's like advisable for you to sit down and crochet for 10 hours straight. Definitely I, not. I don't think that's really good for you not as good well. for your yeah. arm as well. Like, you yeah. get fatigued easily. And, exactly. you know, I have another episode where I talked about setting yourself up for crochet success. Yeah. And one of the things is to really support your body. Because yeah. without your body, there is no crochet. Exactly, yeah. And so, or like other times I talk to somebody else and they say they took two weeks to crochet this. Mm-hmm. It's also not very realistic. You know, you could take two weeks turnover time to get something out to a customer, but that also includes your rest time within those two weeks. Yeah, we cannot forget that. Yeah, so I think there is like this difference between the turnover time, which is how long it takes for me to get my crochet stuff to you, the customer, versus how much time I actually spend stitching. Yeah. You know, one double crochet after another painful double crochet. Yeah. So what I've done is I've made a little list. It's not a very long list. So let me see, you can hear my book here. So in this list, I've put together certain types of projects that you can do. So let's just jump right in. Number one on my list are simple tote bags. And this is really talking about being closer to the 10 hour type. You know, if you only want to do a little bit a day, a huge tote bag, like a market bag, I'm not talking about a small size, maybe like 15 inches, um, by 18 inches and above that takes time because it's like one big fabric it's almost a quarter of a scarf if you're talking about being making it in one big piece and you know if you want to add the straps if you want to add the pockets including the inner lining with the zip if you want to go all out and really get a really nice bag done you could do a simple tote bag you know it could just be in one big piece folded over and sew the sides up or you could do it you know crocheting around and build up your bag that way and the reason I say a tote bag is because I just recently completed a tote bag. I think I mentioned this in our previous episode. Mm-hmm. And I did it in milk cotton and it's already a chunky cotton. But if you want to do like a mosaic or an overlay, I think that would take you a little bit more time, maybe closer to the 16 hours or so. But that's a really easy, simple, no-brainer project that you could just sit watch your television and churn something out. Okay. Kind of in the same family would be like a granny square bottom bag. If you are pushing closer to the 10 hour mark and you need to get something out and you can only do a little bit every day, I think the granny square bottom bag would be perfect because it's essentially you're making one hella big granny square with just a little modification on the sides to build it up, you know, the side walls of your bag. And... I initially thought that this granny square bottom bag would take a lot of, a lot faster but I have a lot of students recently who are at about the same place in my crochet fundamentals course that there are you know they're reaching the point where they're doing granny square bags and it's taken them approximately a month so between three weeks to four weeks to get it done so because of that I realized oh okay it does take a little bit longer than I thought, you know, three weeks to four weeks to get a granny square bottom bag, especially if they're using really thin yarn and they want to do lots of color change. And obviously this includes sewing in the ends. So when I say, you know, one and done in other a month, I'm saying, you know, including sewing in the straps and, you know, finishing your tails. Totally complete, like a usable 
product yeah, because, at the end. Yeah, because we all know that your crochet journey doesn't end on your final stitch. Yeah. It's all the freaking tails that you've got to sew in. If there's any blocking that needs to be done, it's you have to incorporate an hour for that because it, it takes you time. It doesn't yeah. just block itself, of right? Of course, yeah. So I think it, about three to four weeks that will work. Alternatively, if we're talking about granny squares, you could do the granny square... Uh, where you do like nine pieces and you individually piece them together and this is yeah. Mel's favourite right yeah. because she's it's smiling to herself now super doable this uh, granny square and anything yeah and granny square is the reason why I say it's Mel fa- Mel's favourite because uh, I, if you've been listening you know in a previous episode we talked about how Mel did her granny square cardigan yeah and stitching all the freaking squares together took so much longer yeah and she was about to give up after the first panel <laughs> yeah but I've been trying to build on you know another cardigan as well and as you start building up on that it's right it gets so much bigger and so much heavier I guess to manoeuvre it so I guess at the end of the day you know, building like individual granny squares works better. At least. Yeah, that's what, I think. that's what I agree. And you could do like what two squares a day. You could finish maybe two squares in like an hour. If you only have half an hour, then just maybe do one square. Yeah. Right. Or, or if you're doing them in the assembly line method, do you know what that is? No. What? It's when you finish round one and you start round like twenty round ones. Oh. And then you change color and you do round two for all the twenty round two. So basically, you're doing. Um, all the squares at the same time you're just finishing one row and you're stopping it you're going to the next one is that a thing? yeah it's it's assembly line (laughs) granny square I think it works I think it's faster okay Uh, maybe I'll try that the next time yeah because you're not working I don't know in my opinion it's a little bit faster okay okay you're not I can can see that like why it it might be faster yeah I think to do one granny square on its own finish it clean it up yeah. and then start all over again on, on the, the next, next one. one it's mentally draining I think it's right. exhausting because you feel like you've completed and then you've got to start over again and it's a sense of oh my god I completed one more square Yeah, but actually no you didn't <laughs> you know you've got like 20 more yeah, okay and I guess if I'm, I am working on a time constraint if anything that can make it faster I, I know I will give it a try yeah so you know the minimum granny square back say if you're doing nine squares on one side that's 18 yeah. if you want to do it bigger you could be like 24 or whatever right however your number is it's really up to you and there are so many ways of stitching a granny square back together right you know on the diagonal whatever and so i think if you've only got a month a granny square back like this would be perfect and you can if you do really neutral colors you could have such a classy looking bag, I think. Yeah, it's I not agree. always it's not always like the orange and the purple or the rainbow color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, unless you're pride, you know, unless you're celebrating pride yeah. like us, and maybe you want it in rainbow, but you know, I prefer a more neutral tone. So I think this granny square bag would be quite perfect for it. So moving on now to the next type of project you could do, is a C to C stitched anything, right. anything that's done up in C to C would be pretty quick I think yeah so when I talk about C to C I'm not really referring to a specific project but projects that you can build up in C to C so you know in this case I've just written down maybe two options like a baby blanket or like a scarf or I think even like a queen a queen size blanket could work I think I did my queen size blanket pretty quickly in yeah. C2C. It's just that there was like six months in between where I didn't touch it. But I, if I recall, I think the actual stitching time was like under 20 hours, I think. 
Mm. Yeah, I think right? so. Right? Because when I picked it up, I completed it within like, what, a day? Yeah. No, 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 no. That's that's unrealistic. Like two days, okay, let's say two Wait, days. Okay, a couple of days, yeah. Yeah. So I think anything done up in C2C, because you are... You, you, the stitch itself builds up so quickly and I've mentioned this in my favourite crochet stitches yeah. episode I really love how quickly it builds up yeah, I, I do like C2C as well I think the stitch itself it's easy to to Move, you can, it's, it's very not, seamless. Yeah, it's it's using double crochets yeah. and slip stitches. It's not anything complicated. And the best part is you determine the height and the length as you go along. So that's basically taking out a lot of guesswork. Right. And the best part, you don't have to swatch when it comes to a C2C. You don't have to swatch? I mean, you have to swatch for the actual thing itself, but when you are doing the project, say a blanket, you don't have to swatch for the blanket per se. Right, because you are building it as, as big as you want it to go, right? Yeah, you just build it until you feel happy with the length, and then yeah. you stop, and then you build upwards. You do a decrease on one side, you increase on the other side, and you just repeat that all the time. And when you are about to finish your project, that's, that's the most awesome part about C2C because every row, you're doing lesser and lesser stitches. Right, yeah. Because you're doing a decrease on both sides to close the corner. And so anything you want to do in C2C. Okay, now, let me give you a real life example. I have a 15-year-old student. She has really, really short attention span, just like every other 15-year-old in the TikTok generation. Okay. So she needs projects that... You know, let me just give you an example. Her her attention span is four granny squares, <laughs> and she was she tried to make one of those really um trendy you know granny square pastel Harry Styles looking cardigan okay. with lots of squares, but she only managed to get as far as four granny squares, and she's like, I am giving up. Oh no! <laughs> I need to move on. This is so boring to me. She said. Right. <laughs> so. Four granny squares is the max, so we just turn that into a little pencil case. <laughs> <laughs> but she, when her friend was going away, it's like a leaving, uh, like a, a leaving gift. Okay, like she, a farewell gift. Yeah, like yeah. a farewell gift. Yeah, she managed to crochet her a C two C scarf in one night. Wow, one night. Yeah, her mom was so proud of her. Her mom came and told me, "You have no idea. You're so proud of her when you hear what she did." You know, and she was like beaming from ear to yeah. ear. When I say she, I mean the mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that gives you an example of how quick it is. And if right. you're somebody with a really short attention span, you know, C2C is perfect for that. Yeah. And I really like that because, you know, I'm lazy. So <laughs> I do want to, to say, though, that, you know, it's pretty amazing about how crochet is. You can take four granny squares that your intention was to build like a cardigan, a cardigan to just turn it into a pencil case I think that's pretty smart yeah so if you didn't listen to a previous episode re- remember we did the episode about the wonderful world of granny squares yes I remember and that and we that was such a fun episode to, to to prepare for because it's the possibilities are literally endless like you can't see me now but I'm like grabbing my hair because I'm just <laughs> so amazed at how much you can do with just basic granny squares yeah. right but anyway, this this portion is about C to C. Oh yes, yes. Okay, let's move so on. So let's yeah. move on to C to C. So yeah, C to C. Anything like a scarf or a blanket, a baby blanket. You know, 
Yeah. Lots of people having babies post-pandemic, <laughs> so maybe yeah. a I baby blanket. that baby anything it should be possible to do within a month. Yeah? You Not necessarily. It, it really depends on the person's schedule. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, theoretically, yeah, you could do anything in under a month if you like sit down and crochet non-stop, right? That's how sweatshops work. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But we ain't yeah. no sweatshop. Yeah. So realistically, with jobs and with family and with responsibility, you know, I think anything like a bigger C2C project would be wonderful. Okay. Oh, I have to mention that I think this would also work really well for a more complex C2C project. So you're not just doing a basic corner to corner, but you're doing like corner to corner tapestry where you actually build up the patterns and use different bobbins and whatnot. And I think it, it gives you a more elegant, a, a more elevated look. It's more visual interest because you're working with different colors and shapes and okay. you're specifically using the squares to block out and make little patterns, kind of like pixels on an image. Oh, okay. So even if you wanted to do something more complex like that I think it's re- it's really realistic to do it to do this project in under a month okay so basically an advanced sort of C2C I would yes. be able to do okay yes I think that would be perfect I have not done any myself because I, I've been really afraid to start working with bobbins because, you know, I've got two animals in the house and I've got two kids in the house and I'm just so afraid. You know, I'm such a control freak when it comes to my yarn. Yeah. I'm so afraid that things are going to get tangled and, you know, the cat will get into the yarn and then the dog thinks it's yeah. his toy. I, I probably need to section down an area and say, like, do not cross this line. Yeah, Don't so touch. I think that could that's, that's something that you could try if you are... I think this would be pushing closer to the 15, 16-hour mark. Okay, but, but in, still realistic, yeah. Yeah, incredibly doable. So this next portion, I'm going to talk about my personal favourite project to do in under a month. And this would be Yoke Down Crochet Tops. Oh, okay. Is that the one that I'm going to do next? Yes, okay. you are about to embark on your own. Oh, you know what? Since we're talking about it, I'm going to interject this episode with a little bit of a, like a story for you. Uh-huh. You guys know how I'm like the multi-whip, like the poly-whip girl. Yes. And Mel is mono-whip girl. Yes. Okay, right now, Mel is forced to abandon her cardigan <laughs> and yeah. move on to the next project. Would you like to explain why and how that makes you feel? I don't know because the cardigan that I'm working on now I've kind of ran out of yarn and I'm waiting for like more supplies to come in so I, I am forced to take a pause on that therefore I've decided to move on to like my next project I don't know I guess it's a little bit frustrating you should see you know? it's killing her I am so afraid that once I start on this you know I won't go back to my first one I don't know I think am you, I overthinking it I, I think you we just need to welcome you into the world of many whips you know, Mel has been so... I'm dual whip. I've advanced to dual, dual whip. Dual whip. Yeah. Let me tell you, Mel has been so diligent. She's been so ultra-disciplined when it comes to her whip. So she will only do this one whip until it's done. Yeah. You know, so the idea that... Okay, basically she's doing like a really long kimono length uh, yarn. And she, we, we miscalculated. We made it initially. We bought like eight balls of yarn. Yeah. And this is like tweed wool, right? We bought eight. 
but actually we think you need closer to 10. Yeah, because it's, at that it's time, like a longer, much longer one. Yeah, Yeah, at that time, we didn't expect to build it up so long. But you know you know how it is, as, as you're building something, you're kind of adjusting it as you go, and then you're like, oh, actually, I kind of want to add a few more rows here. Yeah. Maybe the cuff, I want it to be, to be a little bit yeah, longer I, I or some, whatever. Yeah, sometimes for clothes, it's just the way it is, right? After you put it on, then you kind of need to make adjustments along the way. Yeah, so we did that, and then we realised that we are lacking... So she has a, a kimono with like no sleeves. <laughs> no sleeve. Yeah, because I'm always so motivated. I mean, that's me, right? I'm motivated to finish that whip that I'm, I'm working currently on. working on, right? So for me to stop that and to move on to another one, it's ugh, it's so frustrating, <laughs> you know, because but, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything for for the first one yet, you yeah. know? But you know, but you are excited for your next project, am, right? Yes. Yeah. I've okay. never done a, a top before, so yeah. Uh, like an actual top, yeah, right? Actual not top, not yeah. just like a cardigan or what. Correct. Okay, so basically what Mel is about to embark on her next project would be what I'm gonna share with you guys today and my favorite kinds of projects to do, which is crochet top down or yoke down top. So basically you start around the neckline and your entire top is built in one piece. So you work around the neckline, you just basically work in a circle okay. around until you get like a like the collar or the cuff area and then you skip a bunch of stitches that go under your arm and you continue building in, in a round, round okay. down until you get the you know the bodice or the body portion. Or the length. Or the uh, length you want. Yeah. Okay. So you could easily stop at like a crop top. You know, length, you could easily do it a little bit longer. You could even bring it all the way down to a dress if you right, wanted to. Wow, okay. And then obviously, if you want the sleeves a bit longer, you just attach yarn to the sleeves and you build it down. So no panelling. Everything is done in one piece. It's really quickly to make. In fact, for me personally, if I crochet about eight hours a day, I can finish it in two to three days. Okay. So this is like 16 to maybe 20 hours or so. Obviously, this is pushing a little bit more, um, closer past the 16-hour mark. But I think it's entirely doable if you were to do like a couple of rows a day. If you are doing a, like a summer top that's a little bit more lacy or has more holes in between, you could definitely do it within 15 hours. Right. It's just that for me, I did a bunch of colour change, I wanted like a nautical theme, you know, so mine took right. a little bit longer. A little but bit more complicated, yeah. Yeah, but it's entirely doable and yoke down crochet tops are so fun and easy to do. Everything is in one piece. I don't have to deal with sewing panels together because to me that's like ugh, the worst, right? right? I hate sewing in ends and so having to leave a really long tail to, to use attach, that to yeah, attach one piece to the like, other yeah annoys me because then it tickles my leg and when <laughs> I move it around it's like flying everywhere and like ugh I, I'd rather not so it's been I've been on a mission to make myself like a bunch you know like 12 top yoke down crochet tops like once one top a month Oh. And like have a full collection by the end of the year. Okay. Isn't that That's, exciting? Yeah, I that love that. It's a pretty huge project. But at least now I know my would take about a month to complete if you know I work continuously on it. I don't have an excuse of having like thirty other whips to, to <laughs> pending, you know. Okay, but I think for you, because because I know how you are like when you really like 
sink your teeth into something you really go at it so I think it would take you a, lo a little bit faster than that I'm not surprised if you do a little bit every day you finish it in a week so okay no I, pressure I think you could do it like in under like 10 hours okay and plus the yarn that you're using is pretty thick right yeah yeah Mel's yarn she has this really beautiful like acrylic cotton that is like a dark Almost oh. denim. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a look. denim yeah. heather with some grey kind of look. Yeah. It's so pretty. And I told Mel, if it's if it's not enough for you, she I'm taking it. She has her eye on it. She's gonna steal it if I don't, you know, quickly do something with it. Yeah, because I, you know, it's I I want it. Yeah. <laughs> we have to fight over yarn now. <laughs> but anyway, so this is a type of project that you could do. Uh, to build on it, you could do. You may not always want to do like a yoke down. You could do a simple top that is like two panels. One back panel, one front panel. You know, do it long enough so that it's like a cap sleeve. You don't have uh. to build on sleeve. So it's just literally one square or... Two squares, yeah. Or, you know, rectangle for the back panel and an identical one for the front panel. Okay. And you have like a scoop neck top, right. like a boat neck. Or you could do like a V-neck, you know, just separate your stitches in the middle and they just decrease on one side until you get like a v-neck and just stitch the arms the sides together you could totally do that in under a month i think you know those really are my favorite kinds of tops to do i just been really ever since i discovered yoke down crochet tops i've just been addicted to making them and i hope that i will have the patience to do a dress like a yoke down Okay. Dress, but I haven't quite decided on the kind of yarn that I want to use for it yet. So right. it's still pending a little bit, but it's on my to do list definitely to add to another one of my 10,000 ribs. Yeah, okay. And now I'm really excited to start on it. If you don't do it, I swear I'm, I'm going to take that it. yarn. Stop trying to steal my yarn. Anyway, let's move on to the final type of project that you can do. Okay, so. This is also a project that I like and I'm about to start... I feel like I keep saying I'm about to start on projects, but I really am about to start on this. This is a triangle shawl, but a virus shawl. Okay. But the project is any sort of triangle shawl. So any shawl that's built up in the triangle shape would definitely work for under a month because you don't actually have that many rows and each time you build, I, can, I think it's kind of similar to the C2C. Each time you build a row, you're actually increasing the length of it as you go. So you could just stop at any time and right. have a different size you know, scarf. And if you want a bigger scarf, just keep going row after row or like row repeat after row repeat, right? So some examples would be like a virus shawl or basically the German shells shawl. You could also do like those really cute ones with a skull. So if you do like an all black yarn, the way the the stitch pattern builds up is you have like many skulls side by side. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, and I think it's kind of it's kind of cute. It's like a crochet version of the Alexander Wang. Uh, you know the right. the scarf. The okay. Skull yeah, that's, scarf. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. You could also do like you could also build up the triangle shawl in like granny square clusters. Huh. But I always do see all these shawls, right? The pattern it's pretty complex or at least it looks complex to me. It so. only looks complex because you're working with many row repeats, but if you really learn the stitch itself, if you understand how it's built up, it's only like four or five row repeats. I see. And they always they make so much sense to me. And you're only actually doing half a scarf, half the triangle. Oh yeah, that's true. And then you build down the other half, which is identical. 
So if I fold this triangle in half, you have another two two smaller triangles, right? Yeah. So it's symmetrical on both sides. So if you ever get lost on your stitch pattern, you just gotta look at the row below and see what you did, or you look at the the part where you just went past the peak of the triangle and you see what you did on the other side and you just reverse that process. Right, okay, yeah. So, the, obviously the easiest one would be a 3DC cluster, which is the granny square cluster, granny square, uh, granny triangle or, you know, triangle <laughs> shawl or whatever. Yeah. Because you work into the space between the stitches, you're not working into the stitch. But that could really work if, you, if you're using like a really thin, like um, like a size, like a two, like a sport or baby weight yarn, you know, like under the category two. So the granny square classes are really small together. You can get you could get something really nice, really like intricate looking. Yeah. Something that drapes really nicely. I think it really elevates the look of like granny square clusters. Or you could do just a s- solid double crochet entirely all the way. You just do an increase at the start and the end and you do the peak and it's just double crochet all the way. Yeah, and I guess as a, for a shawl, the look of it is not you know, supposed to be really tight stitches together. Yeah, so it's, if it's you, you all... want it a little bit looser, yeah. a little bit nicer. So this 15-year-old student that I talked about, she also did a triangle shawl like this that is so pretty looking because she chose like a light, like a light milk chocolate type of brown. Okay. She did like a really pretty strawberry pink and she did like a nice like buttercup yellow. So all of these three colours together reminded me of the Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> where it's, you know, three different right, colours. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it so I've been calling it the ice cream shawl. The ice and cream it's, shawl. The colours she chose were so pretty and it really reminds me of ice cream. So you know it's just depending on how you want it. All you have to do is switch up colours and switch up patterns, you know, stitch patterns. Yeah. You could experiment with different stitch patterns. And triangle shawls, you know, you're probably only doing like 40 or 50 rows I mean okay. depending on how big you want it right but that's the beauty of it like a C to C yeah you just build it up when you're happy with the length you stop yeah yeah so even though it's a simple pattern depending on you know the the colors that you put in it can look really intricate and, and you know complex yeah and there are some patterns that only use one ball of yarn for it okay yeah so it's not only quick to build up you know it it's also only using one ball of yarn, so it's really cost efficient. It just uses a really thin, really thin yarn. I don't remember the ball, but it's like a cake. It's like a 400 gram ball cake. So you just use, and you just build it up, and it's like, the cake already is in like a really pretty ombre colour. Yeah. So you get a, a triangle shawl that is built, like graduals, like ombres, the colour so pretty. Right. And it's just a nice project to have all in one ball, just pick it up, finish a row as you go along, and under a month, I think... Um, let's say if I were to give it a number I mean realistically we're obviously pushing the the 16 hour mark I think okay but you could definitely finish this a lot quicker and there it is there is the list of things of projects that you can complete in under a month I think I should do a little recap so let me just do a recap quickly for you guys Okay, you could do like simple tote bags that's in one piece folded over or you could do it in the round. You could do like granny square something, you know, like whether it's assembly line or a granny square bottom bag. I feel like this episode we've talked a lot about granny squares. You could even do like the granny square triangle shawl. Yeah, because I'm so biased on granny squares, well, I can attest to how easy it is to do granny squares and I love it. Yeah, we love our granny squares. But anyway, you could do that. Or you could build up anything in C2C stitches that would also work really fast. 
Another option that, which is my personal option, is the crochet top yoke down top. And then you could either do like a two panels front and back or you could just do this regular yoke down top that's all done in one piece. You know, fun story, Mel actually has tried to time me before because you know there are times where I'm building out a project and I just feel like it takes forever. Yeah. And so we, you know, it's just one of those funny things that we want we wanted to do together. So we tried to what was it like time the number of stitches like, stitch, like yeah. how long I took to do a stitch so yeah I was like I okay to, ready go yeah, so I had to position my myself at the start of the row and then she would go like oh, ready go yeah and then I would crochet as fast as I could or sometimes you know I try to do it at my regular speed yeah. you know it's actually much harder to crochet at your regular speed knowing that you're being being, like, time, yeah. being timed and then when I'm about to about done I'll be like, okay get ready in three two <laughs> okay stop yeah and then she goes, oh, you did like whatever the number was. We don't remember. It was yeah. just something we did for fun. Yeah. But we tried to, you know, like... Multiply that and do like a calculation to yeah. like how long you would take to, for <laughs> to example, complete project, this yeah. something. Yeah. I don't remember what the number was. I don't even think we were like very serious about it. Yeah. But you know what? You should... This is like a great idea. If you should time yourself how long it takes you to do up your swatch. Yeah. So along with counting your rows and your stitches, like give yourself a timing. Yeah, like an average time, right? Yeah. So then you can multiply that as you are multiplying how many you know like to do your swatch. You can sort of have a gauge how long that would take you, you to know, do your project. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I I came across a website that calculates how much time it would take for me to crochet something by keying in specific like fuse um, like how much yarn I would need or how long I would take this, this is a website? yeah it's a website oh wow I didn't know that yeah I, I mean I'm not so sure how reliable it is because I haven't tried it yet <laughs> yeah. so you know thinking about you saying you know giving a specific number like 16 hours to do mm -hmm. a project within a month I was thinking if I input all the fields and if it comes out with a number like okay you would need a total like X amount of numbers yeah. do you also get to input like your skill level like are you a beginner or intermediate or... I can't really remember how complex the the, the form is was. yeah but it's interesting to think about that. Wow. Uh, we should link it in the show notes so that you guys can go. I, You know, I didn't know any of this when I first started because when I first started 10 years ago, there really wasn't very many like crochet stuff online. Yeah. Or at least not that I, I could find in Singapore. So I didn't have any of that. I didn't know how long it would take me to finish projects. Right. Yeah. So... I think that's interesting. We should try. We, you know what? We should try and then compare that to something we, we have done and see how accurate that yeah, actually is. Exactly, because I'm going to start on my top soon, right? So oh, I was right. thinking of using that as an example and, you know, putting it in uh, all the information and to see how accurate that is. Yeah, and, I, you know, I mentioned that I'm about to start my virus shawl, uh, the triangle shawl, and I think a virus shawl is a pretty... Like it's a pretty common pattern, mm -hmm. so maybe you know maybe I'll be able to see what the calculator says and yeah. compare that to whether it's yeah. actually true or not. Yeah, but basically I like the idea that if I do have a time, I can equate that to twenty hours is a month, or you know ten yeah. hours is how long or how many days. Yeah, and I, easy for me to plan that way. I agree. I do think it's a lot easier to plan when you know the exact number of hours. And, you know, like I said, it's not exact, but it's like a yeah. ballpark figure. But if you know you need like 20 hours for this, it's so much easier to plan like half an hour a day, 
you know, maybe I take a break today, but to do one hour tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to saying to someone, this will take you like a month, full stop. Yeah. And that sounds so daunting, you know, and I don't think it's accurate too. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's also not realistic because what is one month? You know, are true, you crocheting every single day or, you know, like you say, during the weekends only, which I think that's pretty common. Yep, I agree. And... You know, I just think it's it's nice to have this information. You know, ultimately, everybody crochets at a different speed. And something that takes me 10 hours might take you 20 hours, you know. Yeah, so just true. keep in mind that this is also coming from our point of view. And then you adjust accordingly. So if you are, you know, a, li- a beginner listening to this podcast and you think, oh my god, we've got 10 years of experience. It takes us this amount. Maybe I'll double that. Then, you know, just keep that number as a reference for yourself. But if you have say like 20 years on us and then you know the stitches inside out if it takes us 10 hours maybe for you it's like five hours you know you you just got to adjust accordingly yeah i think it's also pretty mm, i wouldn't say accurate but you know my experience uh versus like ines experience is totally different she can crochet you know while watching the tv and (laughs) i'm someone that i need i need to sit and really focus you know on my stitches so you know i think that's quite a fair kind of you know range of experience you know you to know, talk it, about here you know it's funny when Mel and I sit on the couch and watch something and crochet together so Mel these days she would actually you know suggest uh, after dinner can we like sit down and crochet for like half an hour please and then so because I usually never crochet outside the studio I, I like to keep a very clear um, like visual or mental boundary between working in the studio and when I'm out say in the living area or in the television room I I don't try to bring my crochet out but because she's been saying can we watch something and crochet then I bring my work out but it's so funny because Mel cannot concentrate on the show <laughs> so every like 10 minutes or so also she's going hang on hang on can you yeah, pause like, like rewind can you part, rewind yeah. that part because I just wasn't focused yeah. So it's been an experience trying to find, you know, that good middle ground. So I think that's kind of funny. If you guys have listened to all this ramble so far, thank you for making it to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. And so if you have any other questions, you know, feel free to contact us on Instagram or Facebook. You know where to find us. We are at Crooked Crochet SG. I love reading your messages. I really do. It just brings such joy and like, you know, I run to Mel and I say, we have another message and then I read it out to her. And or if you have questions or if you want to contribute to this episode with your own questions or your own quick questions, send us a voice message or a voice note that we can include in this episode. You can WhatsApp or iMessage them to us at plus six five You know, we mentioned that Mel's birthday is coming up next week and she's stuck with her episode planning. So... Yeah, so you can also send in, uh, I don't know, your things... Your questions. Yeah, things that you want to know. Also, like, personal things. Like, get really personal oh, with Really? It. Okay. <laughs> because I think I, I went pretty personal with mine, you know, with what I do. And I, I was really open about, yeah. you know, my tarot and everything. So... Ask Mel really personal questions, okay? And then so she has something to prepare for next week. Yeah. Or if you need to find us on our email, you can email us at crookedcrochetsg at gmail.com. All the information, I will put them in the show notes. So just, you know, click the show more and you can see all of them. 
Yeah, and share all your projects that you guys also do, uh, you know, within a month. And tell me how long it took you yeah. to do it. <laughs> you know, whether what we are saying is pretty realistic for you guys or not. Um, and check back every Sunday, especially next Sunday, <laughs> for um, the most exciting the episode. The most exciting episode. While we go deep and talk about me, Mel. <laughs> um, yeah, every Sunday at 12 noon, Singapore time. And that's Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. And... I hope you guys stay really, really safe. Again, our thoughts and our love and all our good wishes go to everyone yeah. in Russia and Ukraine and also, you know, Poland. You know, your hearts are so big to take them in and stay safe, everybody. Stay Keep safe. your family and your children close and I hope that this hour or so that you spend with us has been, you know, a little bit more fun and relaxing and we will see you again in the next episode. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.